The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, we have a great episode of UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I talked to Jeremy Stevens and Kamaru Usman. We clear up the whole name pronunciation thing, and then uh, we go over Matt's movie minute. Yay! All right. Jaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is... UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hi, Jimmy. Hello, buddy. And hello, Chris, the producer. Hey, guys. We are here. Uh, it's Tuesday, so our podcast is coming out a bit late today, only because yesterday was Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, which is a huge holiday here in the States. It's a, it's a very, very major holiday. Where it's like a bank holiday, they call it, where everybody is off. Yep. So, you know, we, did, we didn't work, and now we're doing one today, one tomorrow, which you will hear Thursday. We have a great show, I think. Yes. Kamaru uh, uh, or Kamaru, if you want to believe Bruce Buffer, Usman <laughs> is calling in, <laughs> who we've talked to before, and Jeremy Stevens, who we have not talked to, who I don't believe he's been on. Am I correct, Chris? Yeah, we haven't talked to him yet. I'm really psyched to be talking to this fucking murderer. Me too. Um, wow, is that a, was he great? Let me tell you about the, you know, he made one of the biggest comebacks. I'm not talking about fighting. Right. I'm talking about when he got, you know, Connor drew first blood when he tried to set up a fight with him and Connor. And he's like, yo, you know, what about me? I'm the hardest hitting. And, and you know, Connor did the famous, who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? He killed. He killed and him. Man. murdered. But what a comeback when he got a picture and he put it on Instagram. But she knows who the fuck. What did he say? She knows who the fuck I am? Or well, you forgot to say it was a picture of Connor. I was going to say that, oh. next, but, uh, <laughs> but what is that? What did she say again? Your, hey, hey, Connor, your mom knows who the fuck I am. Yes. I think that was it, right? That's exactly it was, right. Well, it was a picture with him and, and Connor's mom. and uh, she, she definitely looked like she knew who he was, though, that she was excited. You know what I mean? Like take a picture with a celebrity fighter. It was very, very funny that yeah, he did that. Funny. And it wasn't even that... You know, your mom knows who the fuck I am. I hope people enjoy that in the spirit. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice picture with the two of them. It wasn't like... No, it it's dick. nothing yeah. bad, but it's definitely fucking funny. Huh? We got a sense of humor here on Unfiltered. <clears throat> I'm just going through papers. So, uh... Talk to me. All right, obviously some fucking awful news. Uh, Robert Whitaker has been forced to withdraw from... Uh, the fight against Luke Rockhold on February the 11th in Perth, Australia. And, and people are saying how much it's going to hurt Australian MMA as a whole because that was such a big fight. Maybe temporarily. But uh, is Tyson, what's his name? Is it that guy I love? Is it Tyson? Uh, Tyson Pedro. Tyson Pedro. Is he on that card at all? He, I would hope so. Um, 
I can check. I think he is. And but I that think is, uh, he's from Australia, right? Yeah. And Put that Ty, animal on. Ty Tuivasa is on the card also. So. so Robert Whitaker, a real warrior, obviously he's hurt. Um, and, and they put in Yoel Romero, which I don't think he and Rockhold have fought before. Am I correct no, in saying that? No, no. So not. that's a fight people have said that they were trying to make happen for a while, or people wanted for a while, and was never like you know. I've had a, I've seen a lot of Romero fighting lately, but fuck it. I mean, that's an interesting fight. Him and Luke Rockhold is a really interesting fight. Yeah, I, for sure. I mean, when you think about styles, um, the one thing that Luke Rockhold's been able to do to everybody that he gets on top of is just like smother them then float above them and strike them and sh- and start to strangle them then mount them and just beat the crap out of everybody he's great yeah. fantastic on top jimmy yes on, with black belts look what he's done to many black belts including david branch who who's a stud in, in jiu-jitsu but uh yoel romero is it, it's almost impossible to keep this guy down yeah so i'm interested to see how that goes I'm thinking with a five round fight, if is he is, is if it comes to grappling, is Romero gonna be able to keep that explosiveness up? Because it, it's he's very hard to keep down. A lot of really the fantastic grapplers got him down. Didn't he go no, five rounds at Whitaker though? Wasn't that a five round decision? Yeah. Y- yes, but you know, who Steady. was worse to wear as it went on, you know? I believe Rob Romero was. Yeah. You know? So He's a very, I mean, a lot's going to be determined, I feel, on his feet. Because I don't know if uh, if, if Luke Rockhold's going to be able to reach in that, that uh, bag of tricks that he's been using on, and, uh, and, and impose his ground game. Sure. Because this guy is so hard to hold down. So that makes it very exciting. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, I'd rather see Whitaker just because I like him so much. But that's not a bad yeah. fight. That's a great fight as a replacement. Uh, you all Romero at his age. The fact that he is still... A viable contender at age forty or, or close to forty one now is is stunning. Let me ask you, how old is Luke Rockhold? I'm going to say thirty seven. I guess thirty six, but I just like the number thirty six. Do you L- like the number thirty six? No, I think Luke's younger than that. Oh, okay. I said thirty seven. He's only thirty three. Chris, Wait, is he really only thirty three? We yeah. both guessed too high, and the Price is Right. We both would have lost. <laughs> That's true. But I did, that is an exciting fight. And just remind me, and, and the audience again, when is that fight? That is uh, the, uh, February 11th in Perth. Yep. Oh, that's my daughter's birthday. Oh, nice. It's so nice. you would be there in Perth, but you can't be? <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta get back on the road with Dana. I got to give him a call. Well, now there's, uh, of course, David Branch, who is scheduled to fight you all. On yeah. the 24th, he posted a video on Instagram. Do we have that video? Yeah, oh. I have it up right now. All right, great. I, wanna, I never, see, I never seen it. I, I have not either. This is exciting. Let me see. Yeah. So this, gonna, oh, I'm sorry. Guys. Yeah, we're going to play it. So this is David Branch reacting. He woke up to the news that Whitaker was out and that Romero replaced him. He, and so he lost the fight that he was going to have against Romero. Is he in the, the barbershop? No, he's in bed. All right. Well, let's see this. Okay, it's actually not yeah, a bad I'm video, though. But I think right are, we, are we listening to it or watching? You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. Okay. Just got up to take a fucking piss, man, and um, I found out about all of this shit right now. I'm training my fucking ass off, man. <clears throat> I'm away from my family right now, sleeping in the fucking gym. Sleeping in my gym. Yeah. Fuck, man, damn. You know, things happen, you know. You know, we get injured sometimes, you know. It's, you know, these guys are all real fighters, man. This is this is the nature of the business, man. I, I was just really stoked to fight you all, man. Um, really um, excited to, you know, right some wrongs in my last fight, you know. But, 
you know, these things happen, man. I'm going to be back in Octagon again soon, guys. Um, I don't know against who. I guess I'm going to just go home and sleep now. I don't know what what's going on. This shit's crazy. <laughs> Is that it? That's it, yeah. So he said, I wish right. Yoel... I thought him and Luke had bad blood with each other. Him and Luke Rockhold didn't like it. I, I know he yeah. said, I wish, I wish Yoel and Luke is the best speedy recovery champ. So, yeah, I mean, look, that happens. I mean, Yoel is higher up on the ladder than Branch. I think he's number 10 and Yoel is number one. Right. Uh, but I like David Branch. Who doesn't like David Branch? He's fun to watch fight. He's, his videos are great. He's real honest. He says what he wants to say. So I'm right. sure David Branch, they'll find somebody else for him to fight. Uh, and, yeah, uh, he'll be, yeah, because... He's gonna go home and sleep now. That's, he doesn't know what he's. You know what I mean? He throws a whole. That's hard life wrench. for a fighter because you guys train like fucking animals, and all of a sudden, two weeks before the fight, they, they got to do something. And then you're. I mean, the good news is they can give him another fight. Like Yoel was obviously in training, so they were able to put him in. So that's the good news. The bad news for David Branch is now you got to train for nothing. Right. Uh huh. And uh, Dana said during a, a fight night uh, press conference, post fight interview with FS1, he's been working on putting together Ferguson Nurmagomedov. And he gave an update about Connor finally and the UFC lightweight title. He said, Connor said he's thinking about coming back in September. <laughs> Look, you know, he goes, it's not, he goes, uh, if he comes back in September, that's almost two years. That can't happen. It's not fair to everybody else. Love Connor, respect Connor, love everything that he's done for this company. Everybody knows that. I say it all the time. The belt would have to move on. You do Khabib versus Tony. We're working on that right now. And if when Connor comes back, he would get, if and when Connor comes back, he would get first crack at that title. Good. I, you know, again, I've never been a huge Conor fan, but I respect him a lot. I love that fight he had. I'm fucking sick of waiting. I don't care if he fights. I would rather watch Habib and, and Tony fight. If Conor comes back, great. I'll be happy to watch him fight. I really, I'll be happy to see him fight. He's an exciting fighter, whether you love him or hate him. And I don't blame the guy after all this money or what he's looking at with Pacquiao money. He wants a piece of the UFC. He has said he wants his fair share of the pie. But they have to be looking at this. As valuable as he is, do you give him a piece of the UFC knowing that, hey, any fighter who's 29 has X amount of years left. Do you give this guy a percentage of the company that in 15 years is going to be worth how much money? Will his fights that he can do in the meantime be worth as much as you're giving him percentage-wise in the company? Probably not. Plus, he could get hurt and pull out. You know, who the fuck or his opponent could get hurt and pull out. As valuable as he is, you only have a certain amount of fights as a fighter. And... If he's fighting guys like Habib or um, even Tony Ferguson, a couple of losses, all of a sudden, you know, he might not hold the same stock. I mean, that's what he's got to think about also. 100%. It's a huge... It's Listen, it's always a risk when you get in there. But now that he built up such a brand within him, with, with himself, if he gets humiliated and treated like a kid by... by uh, Habib, Habib, yes. That's not great for his, you know... It's terrible. And it knocks down his value for the next fight. And then, God forbid, it happens twice. Yeah. Look what happened to Ronda. I mean, as much as Ronda was this phenom, even after she lost, she still could have been very valuable. But you lose when you lose a teeny bit of mystique. It just happens with a big fighter. You you uh, you know you're a little less valuable on the next fight. And then, God forbid, you lose two in a row. It just damages you at the at the gate. And then all of a sudden, um, you, you, that percentage of the company might not be worth it. So right. I would I'd rather watch Khabib and, and Ferguson fight anyway. Well, that's where the momentum is right now. Anyway, like everybody wants to see Khabib get back in there, and Tony's been unbelievable. He's so. been fucking yeah. awesome. I mean, I, I just the, the mo- it's all about the motivation. I do think Connor is a fighter, and uh, you know what? At the end of the day, what are you gonna do? I mean, he, you know, he's coming out with his whiskey. He said that's Diddy bread. Didn't he say that? Mm-hmm. They say bread or money about the whiskey. Yeah, so Diddy he said bread. Yeah. All right, he said bread. All right, I don't want to make up no shit. But uh, you know, the guys, 
listen, he, he took the right fights. He earned it, you know. But, you know, listen, you got to either you're defending some shit, you're fighting, or else we got to keep going. You know what I mean? Because I kind of feel bad for these guys. Yeah, because the, that, that division know? is too good and I'd to be held to up Connor. with a bullshit interim title when the guy just isn't fighting. He's not hurt. He's just not fighting. Right. Well, and you're right. There's too many guys. There's Eddie Alvarez. There's Gaethje. There's Poria. It's like that. Yeah, that division is it's stacked. Sickening. Kevin Lee. It's like. We got some uh, I'm going to call Jeremy Stevens. All right. Okay. Can we right. talk to him too? Or you just want to have a conversation? I'm going to talk to him and I'll see what he wants to do. <laughs> and we can all. And I'll tell you, he did great with the. Oh, uh, and I. And what did you think of that first round with him and, and Duho Choi? Um, I thought it was. Uh, I was impressed with some of the punches they both took. Yeah. I mean, Duho Choi is a, a, a tough chin. I just don't know if he's. If he's used to getting hit the way, I and mean, Cub Swanson and him was such a fucking savage yeah. fight, but I don't know if he's used to being hit as hard as Jeremy Stevens hits. And Jeremy was very confident before he went into that fight. Like he's in here with a veteran. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Stevens is a killer. And, and the uh, I wonder what happened between rounds. Uh, I want to I want to hear what you know what his uh, coach said to him. Okay. After that first round, does he remember what they said? Because second round he came out fantastic. Yes. You know what I mean. How soon was it in the second that it landed? Um, I can tell you in a second here. Uh, it doesn't say. I, I guess Chris didn't feel like putting that into the fucking thing. Good job. I know. All right, Chris. Ah, whatever, Chris. You don't yeah, have to. All right. No, we do. He said we it was 236 of the, of the second All round. Right. But he, it, just, it seemed like he, he really, you Yeah. Know. Troy was doing a good job kicking those legs, too. Uh, you know, he, was, he seemed like he was effective early throwing those leg kicks. He's very fast. Um, and, and Troy is very good at going backwards and throwing combinations. Yeah. But I, I don't know what, I would love to know what Jeremy's uh, corner said to him. That's what it I worked. want to know, too. That's what I want to know, too, Jimmy. Jeremy, what's up, buddy? So, by the way, so last night, um, my mother-in-law is staying over. So, oh, no, uh, we got him. <laughs> good. Uh, Jeremy. <laughs> I saved everybody. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're talking to, uh, to, yeah, to Jim and Matt on UFC Unfiltered. How are you? Awesome. How are you guys? What's up, bro? Good, man. It's nice to finally uh, talk to you. Congratulations yeah. on your uh, on that win. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you seem really confident going into it too. I saw an interview with you, and you were saying that you know Choi is good, but you're like he he is uh, he's in here with a veteran who knows what to do. And you seemed, I mean, everyone says confident things, but you legitimately seem confident going into this fight. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel like. Uh, with the, the experience, the, the high level of, of, of fights that I've been in at 155, the fights at 145, you know, that you put me in there with anybody, I feel, I feel pretty comfortable in my skills. You know, I, I'm, I'm very confident. So uh, just with, uh, with time and age and the experience inside the octagon, I, 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 feel, uh, I feel really good. And what do you think, you know, because Duo, he was on a, an 11-fight win streak, and then he comes in. Was, was Swanson his first UFC fight, I think it was, or am I incorrect about that? No, he had a couple. He points. had a couple before that? Okay, but now he's on a two-fight losing streak to, to Cub, which was, again, a, a war, but then he loses to you um, in, a, in a great first round, and then in the second round, you, you, you really uh, you put him out for a while. He was on the mat for a while after that. What do you think that does to a guy like that uh, who may not be used to dealing with that in his career? Uh, you know what? I knew mentally he was... Uh he was going to be pretty rattled. You know, he took a year layoff after the Cub Swanson fight. That was a war. You know, he probably made some, uh, some decent money, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a whole nother fighter than, than Cub Swanson. You know, me and Cub had a, had a close fight, but I feel like if we fought now, I'd blow him out the water. You know, I, I continue to improve and get better each and every time. Uh, I feel like a guy, you know, who's coming off of, uh, taking a long layoff and coming in there and fighting me, you know, that's got to mess with you mentally. Uh, I knew I knew going into the later rounds, you know, I, I had to touch him. I had to get close and close the gap, close the distance, and start roughing him up. 
And, uh, you know, I, I started I saw him breathing a little bit heavy, and I saw the change in his eyes when I started landing a few shots, and he wasn't really digging it. And uh, I knew that my confidence was going to build in the later rounds, and he was going to wear down, and, and uh, we, we got him out of there in two. You've had quite a few decisions, too, in, in, like in the last decade. And not that it matters. Do you have any idea where you are on the list of total rounds? Because like, Frankie Edgar has the most rounds uh, of anyone in the UFC. He spent the most time in the octagon. But you've had a tremendous amount of decisions. I mean, you've got to be uh, up there somewhere. Yeah, I, I never. Uh, I guess I never really looked back at the stats like that. You know, I'm I'm uh I'm more focused on my bank account after those decisions <laughs> and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, and uh, you know, a funny thing, a guy once uh, tweeted out. He goes, "Man, Jeremy's tattoo is exactly right. Only God can judge him because I don't really win decisions too often. So that's why I knock people out, my man. I don't like going to decisions. I hate them." Yeah, it's got to be frustrating. You, you know, you fight for for, five, for three to five rounds, and you put it in someone else's hands, and they make a shit decision. We all saw how bad that can be. I think boxing has had more egregiously bad decisions than MMA has. But once in a while, you see it. You're like, how did you? Like, even when they they go the right direction, you're like, how the fuck did you score that fight that way when it looked like that they, they lost four rounds to one? Yeah, it's horrible. You know, bo- boxing is this complete robbery right in front of your eyes. You know, I've, I've seen some horrible ones in boxing, but I've seen some bad ones in MMA too, and. uh Hopefully that just gets better over time, you know, to the, the get those old people out of there that don't really know anything about MMA and, and, and get guys, uh, you know, who've been in the game and, and, and understand it. You know, you're starting to see that with refereeing now. I know Frank Triggs, a referee, so, you know, guys who really understand the sport, you know, that's that's going to start uh, coming around a little bit more that, that, that I feel, you know. 25 years UFC's been around, you know, MMA's been around for a long time. It's, uh, it's starting to see a little bit of a new age. Now, Jeremy, let me ask you now. The first round was a good. It was a good round. It was. It was. But it was pretty competitive. He was game, and it's. And there was a shift in that second round. Not a shift where it was. It was close that first round. But what did your corner? Do you remember what they said to you between the first and second round? Yeah, uh, start biting down on my mouthpiece a little bit and start start touching him up, close the distance, quit trying to uh, play the outside game and distance with him, start smothering him a little bit, let him feel my. Uh, uh, let him feel some punches to his chest, you know, like a 12-gauge, pump him right into the chest, and, you know, they're going to start feeling that. And, uh, you know, take take uh, take a little bit more half of a half of a step each time that I'm coming in to close close that gap. He's really good at clo- uh, being elusive. I couldn't really find him on the on the outside. He can close the distance really well. So uh, getting back there, listening to Eric Del Fierro, listening to those uh, instructions, and then find down on my mouthpiece a little bit, I, I really tuned into that second round like, okay, Got the first round out. I was a little bit stiff. You know, I'm starting to loosen up a little bit. And uh, I started covering distance a little bit better. And I I can see him starting to wear down pretty soon. You know, he, I don't feel like he was prepared to go 25 minutes now that I look back at it. And uh, I remember seeing his mouth open. And I realized he wasn't he wasn't really liking the shots that I was giving him. So I felt like that. And uh, pick up the pressure and pick up that round, especially when I knock him down. Uh, you know, I, I could have kept beating on him and beating on him. But I, I knew he was going to wear down. Now, listen, Jeremy, this is going to be a little out of left field, all right? But uh, this is one of the best comebacks ever. Now, we all know, everybody heard with the uh, the press conference when Connor took a jab at you, when you went to, you tried to seize the moment. You did the right thing. Seize the moment. I'm the hardest hitting, you know, yada, yada. And then he did the old, who the fuck is this guy? How did it come about? Now, look, it was a, probably a couple months later. I don't know how many months after that. That was like a year later, right? It was a year later? I'm guessing. It was yeah. almost a year. Okay. Yeah. But let me tell you, a year later, two... Greatest comeback ever! <laughs> Shit. How did you? Yeah. How did you uh, get um, you know Connor's mom to, to take that picture? How did that come about? Where you took a picture with her and you said, uh, "I think who, she knows who the uh, fuck your mom knows who the fuck I am." Yes. Very funny. 
Yeah, well, that, that picture was taken at UFC 189. And, uh, you know, I actually knocked out Bermudez with a flying knee. So I, I knew he was in the back watching watching that fight. <laughs> And uh, later on that night, you know, we went out, we went out partying, and I, I remember seeing like uh, Wilmer Vadarama or however you pronounce his name, and yeah. we were at the MGM bar, and, and some uh, Irish people, they're like the best freaking fans in the world. They're like, "Hey, Steven, you're a fucking legend, man. Get over here, we'll buy a shot." I'm like, "All right." And uh, he's like, "This is Connor's mom and dad." And then, like, uh, I met, I met both of them, and then I was like, "Dude, I'm," I knew right then and there. I was like. <laughs> They were like, here, let's get a picture. I was like, here, get one with my phone. I'm like, this is epic. And she was all snugged up on me, you know, and she wasn't bad looking. So I, I, I remember uh, after a good win, uh, my boy's like, man, you should really post that out. And, uh, you know, even though it was a year later, it's uh, it's re- it's really coming back to, to haunt him a bit. I see that uh, he posted something about Christmas, and they're like, where's where's Jeremy? And it was like a picture of his mom. <laughs> and stuff like that. He's always tagging me, so... Uh, you know, TMZ, we did a thing the other day. That, that's a really good one to go back and watch. Uh, yeah. It's pretty funny. That was very funny. And um, the, the uh, I was going to ask you about the, uh, the the fight that you called. You called out Brian Ortega. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you before that, Jerry. When that first happened, when you said that, and he did slam you pretty good, and the whole garden exploded, did you feel like, oh, fuck, I should have shut up? Like, that's one of those ones where you, you were smart to just stop right there, though. Did you? But did you realize, like, oh, that was a doozy? No, you know what, like, I'm the type of guy that, you know, I, I grew up in a, a lot of different elementary schools, and, you know, I, I had a fight at a young age, and sometimes they were all black schools or, or this and that, and I was never really good at shit-talking, but when someone got in my face, or if they shoved me, it wasn't like, I'm going to shove them back, but, bro, you want this, bro? Bro, you can go back and forth, like, as soon as you got in my face, it was swing and get, and, you know, like, it's on, like, we're not, yep. we're not going to mess around. Matt Sarah, I'm sure knows all about that, dude. Where, where he's from, it's you get in somebody's face, or you 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 throw a jab at me. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and try to knock you knock you out. Like that's that's really it for me. And uh, at that point, I was really like, I was like, dude, you know who I am. And like at that point, once you kind of started firing back, I was I was literally ready to start chucking some heat right there. But I was like, you know what? I want to keep my job. You know, I need this. And and uh, he got me. I'll, I'll let him have that one. You know, but. Uh, I can scrap better than I can talk crap. Yeah, that's fine, and, and and you certainly do a good job of that. And you called out Brian Ortega, who is number three. Now, were you saying that Brian had kind of indicated he just wanted to sit around and wait for a title shot, and you thought that was lazy? No, that's what he, that's exactly what he told me. When someone's at your face, like, hey, bro, what's up? And he's like, no, I'm going to sit around and wait for a title shot. And, and, you know, title shots are never really guaranteed. You know, right. anything, a lot can happen. You know, a lot of fights are happening at 45. People are active. And I'm like, bro, you want to sit on your butt? I was like, I just made more than 15 minutes than you did in 15 months. Uh, you know, we're not hitting bumps. We're hitting home runs over here. We're being active. And even Dana said it, dude. People are talking about the money fights. The money fights happen when you fight. Fight, shut up, beat people up, beat the top guys, call them out, and start winning. And that's that's how you get money fights. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I, I come from old school fighting where, you know, you called when they called you. You didn't. I never knew you that you had a choice to say no. I don't want to fight. I'll <laughs> fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. If Brian Ortega was here at the gas station I'm at right now, I would, I would, I would get into it with him 100. percent Well, you know, is there something to be said though? Like when you're close to pick your fight. Now, again, like you know, uh, uh, Diaz, I think has waited a, a little too long to get back in the cage. But when you look at a guy like Cowboy. Who has taken what? No, was it was it the Masvidal fight or was it Darren Till? There was a fight he took that he did not need to take, and I think it wound up hurting him because he lost the fight. It was it was one of those ones where he was kind of in line for a possible title I think shot. It, was a Masvidal fight. it might have been the uh, Masvidal, and he didn't have to take it. And people are like Jesus, the guy is fighting too much, and he's like, well, I just love to fight. 
Well, I mean, if you're the champion, you know, uh, you should be willing to fight anybody and clear out the whole division. And if, you know, you're on a win streak, you know, then, then there's no denying a title shot or then that or that you're not proving that you are the best. you got to fight to get to the title and you got to fight to defend it. And, you know, I'll clear out the whole division if I want. I don't, I'm not, you know, the title is just a, you know, that's, that's it's a little bit more money in your pocket when you have when you have that thing. But if I have to, I'll, I'll clear out the whole division. I would, I would love to have some rematches and, and then just prove that I am the best pound for pound 145 pound guy there is. And all these guys sit back and wait. That's, that's, that is so crazy to me. I, I, I grew up from a completely different era. And these guys that want to sit around and wait, I know Brian Ortega ain't making crazy amount of money. He's on a good fight win streak, but I know he ain't making enough money like Diaz where he can just sit and wait. You know, that's, that's, un, that's unreal to me. Now, speaking of fights coming up, you know, you got Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar. That's rebooked for March 3rd in Vegas. What is, now, as a guy that fought both, what, what is your take on that? On that fight, man, that is a great fight. That's a great matchup. Uh, I fought both guys. Uh, kind of complete opposites. Max is really good at distance and countering, and he's got a good clean boxing. He's unpredictable. He's hard to take down. Uh, you know, and his, and his cardio has improved. Frankie Edgar is one of the toughest guys I've ever fought. Can take a shot. He's got good clean boxing. Uh, he can get in there. He can close that distance. He can take you down. He can hold you down. He can submit you. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with Frankie on that. Just, I feel ah. like uh, his cardio will be a little bit too much. I feel like he'll be able to close the distance. And uh, I feel like the wrestling is really going to play a key factor in that. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's an intelligent answer right there in the sense that you thought that out. Styles do make fights, you know. And as aggressive, I think we're really going to see – what not only Max's wrestling, but counter wrestling also. But how is his how's his ground game down there? I mean, he's definitely moves down there. But you know, you saw what Frankie did to Yair Rodriguez, and it's like, whoa, you know what I mean? That so. was like that was like a father son beating. What he yeah. did? <laughs> <laughs> this is how crazy it is. And Yair is ranked in front of me, and I put up uh, the one of a, a great fight against Frank, uh, Frankie Edgar. But yet Yair, he's never fought anybody inside the top ten, and he's ranked in front of me after taking an ass whooping oh. by Frankie. You know, so this uh, oh. this political and uh, new age crap is that's that's what that's what seems so bizarre. You know, and these guys wait for fights. I just made a, a whole shit ton of money, and I'm willing to fight today, tomorrow, like right now. Like let's let's go. You know, we we don't we don't have all the time in the world. This is the time that we need to be fighting. We have a short career at MMA. You know, and uh, why not live it up to the fullest and put on the best fights? This isn't boxing. You know, this is MMA where the best fights the best. Let's go. And you, uh, and obviously, congratulations. You did get married. Uh, you put off your wedding uh, to beat Gilbert Melendez. <laughs> And uh, what was that conversation like with your then fiance? Like, how did you mention to her, like, I'd like to push back the wedding date? And how far back did you have to push it? Uh, I pushed it back uh, two weeks. Yeah, I was gonna, supposed to get married at the beginning of September, and then I ended up getting married at the end of it. Uh, you know, I have a great wife. Uh, she's amazing. You know, I, I really wouldn't be here without her. She's 100% supportive, and she knows how much uh, this uh, means to me and our family. And uh, what it is that I do, she knows how hard I work. She knew that I, I wanted an opportunity to go in there and, and be successful and come home with a win. And uh, she's just like, yeah, let me make a few phone calls. And, you know, it, uh, it ended up costing me a little bit more money. But uh, I told her, hey, let, let me have this, and uh, I'll, I'll make up for that with a great win. And, and uh, we went in there and got it accomplished, and it, it really couldn't have been any better. It was like, uh, like 50 grand, bad. too, on top of it uh, for a fight of the night bonus. 
Yeah, that went right out the window, straight to the... <laughs> of course, yeah. For the <laughs> money, you had to probably pay, the, pay everybody to push it back. So uh, now, how did you meet your wife? What did she do? Is she in, is she in the fight game too, or, or did you know her before you fought? No, this is uh, before I fought. She worked at a lounge, and uh, I went there, and I, I saw her from across the room and laid eyes on her, and, and uh, she was really exotic to me. And, you know, I, I later on approached her and uh, just went from there. And have you talked to Dana at all what might be next for you? Have you, have you had any discussions with him? No, I thought about reaching out to him today. Just uh, you know, just hey, tell him hey, thanks for the opportunity. I, I got a chance when I was uh, back there just to thank him and stuff like that. Uh, I told him I like that Brian Ortega fight, you know, and you know he doesn't make fights that day. Uh, he, he knows what I'm about, you know. I've, I've had to sit down with Dana recently. He he knows that I'm that I'm a real one, you know. That I like to fight. I like to be active. Uh, you know, I'm only fighting twice a year at 145 pounds. I, I'd like to an opportunity to fight three times this year. And uh, make, make make a run for that title. And, you know, Brian Ortega, you know, he's coming off a great win stylistically. He's a really good jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, really great jiu-jitsu guy. I'm a really great striker. I'm good at not getting submitted, you know. And he's coming off a, a good win in round two. I'm coming off a good win in round two. Uh, he's he's a younger guy. I'm, I'm, I'm the older guy. You know, it's, uh, it, stylistically, it makes for a great matchup. And the fact that I called him out to his face and he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to wait for a title shot. You know, to me, that's uh, that's weakness, man. And uh, I told him I'll catch him later. Sooner or later, we're going to run into each other. We're, we're all here in the same division. We ain't going nowhere. That's right. Jeremy, let me ask you about another guy who said Brian Ortega turned down a fight with him as well. You, you know, uh, what do you think of Josh Emmett? Yeah, Josh Emmett's coming off a good win, you know, over, over Ricardo Lamas. He's, uh, he's a guy who's probably right up there in the rankings as well. I know he's coming off a good win, and uh, that's, a, that's a possible fight as well. I'll tell you that this this 145 division is getting real exciting. Yeah, you know it's getting up there with the 55. Yeah, and division. we got one of my boys back too, Miles my, Jury. He's coming off uh, coming off a win over Rick Glenn, who is who is uh, on a good good fight win streak and just demolishing up in Rising Star. So uh, the division's always cracking, man. I, I I love it. It's an exciting division. You know, you got a lot of young hungry kids coming up here trying to trying to take fools out. You know, Emmett came out of nowhere, left field. Now <laughs> now I think he's ranked uh, even above me. So yeah, he's number uh, four. That's crazy. Well, I imagine yeah. you're going to move up a little bit, so I'm going to guess you're going to go to number eight. Uh, so it'll be number four and number eight. I'm not sure how they're going to You never know how they're going to Like you said, I think part of it is political because I think you should be ranked ahead of Yair. Um, all right, look, Jeremy, man, we're, we're fans. You, you, you're such a great fighter. Every time you fight, it's interesting. And congratulations. Uh, you won a tremendous, tremendous uh, victory over uh, Duho Choi. Thanks, Jeremy. Hey, thank, thank you guys. I really appreciate it, man. Matt, I've always been a big fan, dude. Uh, are you guys going to watch that uh, heavyweight fight this uh, this weekend? Oh my God, in, in Ganu uh, Miocic, yeah, that that's my. I can't wait for that fight. And I would, I would love to be there, man. That is two scary dudes fighting at at his best. That's that's what MMA is all about, man. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, anyway, man, pleasure talking with you guys. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks. good luck, Jeremy. I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. What a good dude. Yeah, he's a tough guy, man. He's yeah, really, man. really fun to watch. And uh, I love that, guys like that. I don't talk much. You know, he just nah, throws a punch and it in is, fucking head. It is head. funny. I can relate to that. Like when people, when they would call me, like Joe Silverback in the day would just call me and, and say a name and be like, and I'd never once go, but who else you got? It just didn't, it didn't even occur to me. It'd be like, all right. I go, how long do I got? And you know, you know what I mean, Jimmy? It's just, it was a different world back then. But I like seeing that throwback. A guy like Jeremy's yes. is a throwback to the old school. 
Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 33. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. And I, and I missed Matt Hughes' walkout because I, I watch a lot of times after the fights because of my travel yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah. And uh, months he looks good. He did an emotion. It was a really nice walkout with yeah. Danny. Do we have that at all? Uh, I would love to. to it's nice. You can that. see it. You're not going to hear it from this yeah. computer. So, oh, so okay. Yeah. They showed a nice video. He's obviously making a lot of progress. It's yeah. great news. We're really happy to oh, hear that from Matt Hughes. So good for, good for you, Matt. We'd love to get him on the show if he ever wants to, to call. Oh, It'd be sure. nice to talk yeah. to him and... and 
definitely. Uh, see, and see how he's doing that. Because I really thought that he was, a, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, never going to yeah, come he out. He walked out on his own. I mean, obviously, you could tell he's he's still rehabbing and everything. Yeah. But I mean, sure. Unbelievable. I mean, look, you, everybody thought they were going to lose him. So that, yeah. that, that's huge. So it was good to see him back. Um, we're going to call Kamara in a second. Just yes. Right. Uh, I, I would like to, 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 to ask him, too, what he thinks about Dana's comments on his performance. Right. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say, what does he think about the way Bruce Buffer says his name? Kamaru or Kamaru? I, I'd like to know because Bruce, Bruce gets it right. Listen, Bruce is our guy, but when we we gotta we gotta call him out on that. You know what I mean? I love Bruce, but let's. let's I think you should get to the bottom of this for uh, the UFC unfiltered uh, audience. By the way, uh, 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 Jeremy Stevens uh, to answer your questions is ranked fourth of all time. Uh, Frankie's number one. He's ranked ahead of BJ, who I'm guessing is fifth, and right behind GSP with five hours thirty nine minutes twenty nine seconds. Who's third, Chris, and second? I'd love to know who the top the other two are. Uh, it's Bisping and uh, Frankie. Uh, well, if he's ranked fourth, Frankie's one, Bisping is either two or three. Oh, I'm missing something. Oh, God, how could you? Oh, GSP. Oh, GSP. Frankie, GSP, Bisping, then him, or vice versa. You're right. You got it right. Oh, he did. Right. Yes. Jimmy. Hi, hi, uh, Kamaru, what's up? No, he's not here yet. Kamaru. (laughs) KU. Jimmy. Yes, sir. I want to talk movies with you, but I guess we'll wait till afterwards. Yeah, we'll have whatever you want to discuss. We'll wait till afterwards. Oh, I'll be happy. It's about, I just started watching the Mist miniseries, but I saw the... You ever see the Mist, the movie, the Mist? Yes, Frank... Uh, uh, what's his name? Frank, I interviewed him, the director. Yeah. That's a Stephen King novel. I know. Did you ever see the movie? Uh, I did, yes. It was a fun... It was a... It was good, right, except the you? except the creature looked shitty. Uh, Kamara Usman, <laughs> hi, buddy. How are you? I'm wonderful. And can we ask you too? Because I think Bruce Buffer said your name differently than we do. We say uh, Kamara Usman. He said I think Kamaru Usman. What's the proper way to pronounce yeah. it? No, he says it that way. You guys say it correctly. Yes. Oh, Kamaru. Okay, so Bruce screwed up. That's a rare screw up by Bruce Buffer. Uh, I know. Don't tell him that. All right, I won't. I can't, I'm going to call his podcast and just rub his face in it. So congratulations, yeah. man. Um, it's funny the, during the uh, during the broadcast, one of the announcers was saying if you beat. Mech and you don't submit them. If you beat them by a decision, how would you feel about your performance? And uh, we didn't know we were going to get you today. So how how did you feel about your performance against Emil Mech? Um, I, I, not my greatest performance, to be honest. Um, but the biggest thing like that that that's happening since the fight is my post fight. Everyone misconstrued my post fight interview, which basically me trying to clarify that okay. I fought that fight at about 30% health as opposed to people thinking I said I only gave 30% effort. Oh, like, who okay. does that? You know, who does that? Who gives 30% effort? You're in there to fight another man and he's going all out. No, I didn't give 30% effort. I felt like health-wise, I had stepped into that cage at about 30%. People have seen me, what I'm capable of, closer to 80 or 70%. And I go out there and dominate guys. So sitting at thirty percent, I still went out there and dominated the guy. It's not my finest performance, but I still dominated the guy. And you know, looking at it, a no-win situation for me. Yeah. How frustrating is it now? And first of all, you dominate a very, very tough guy. This Almost fu- two minutes of complete Viking. Two two rounds of complete control time oh, at one no. point. Oh so yeah, you, you clearly won the fight, but uh, how how frustrating is it that you you know you this this you're getting negative press because of this you're that that uh post fight 30 percent thing meanwhile unless a dude wouldn't have stepped into the cage feeling like that you manned up you went in there you fought a fucking viking you got the w but because people are taking this wrong you're not getting the i feel the respect you deserve it's very frustrating matt and 
it, the the biggest the frustrating part is is no one knows except that fighter and maybe his coaches. No one knows what we have to deal with to step inside the cage. No one knows what we're dealing with. And so I could have pulled out of the fight, but we also, Matt, you can attest to this. We all know the backlash of pulling out of a fight. It's, oh, you're scared of this guy. Or, yeah. oh, why did you wait so long to pull out of the fight? Or this and that. There's always backlash. You can't plead the people. You can't make them happy. Yeah. And especially in, in Dana's case, um, that yeah, yeah you, you, I was in a no-win situation. If I'd have went in and, and, and knocked the guy out in, instantly in the first minute, guess what? You were supposed to knock him out. He yeah. was an unranked guy. Yeah, he's probably one of the toughest unranked guys out there, but hey, you were supposed to knock him out. Or I went out there and dominated him from start to finish. Hey, well, you were supposed to dominate him. So it was it was a no-win situation for me. And the fans are going to have their opinion. That's why they are fans. They, they're entitled to their own opinion. So that that's frustrating too. But hey, at least at the end of the day, I went out there. I still stepped out there and gave him a shot to compete against a top 10 guy. Yes, I wasn't at my best, but it is what it is. I gave him that shot. I didn't pull out of the fight. And can we can we ask you what was wrong? What was the injury? I, I had a couple of different injuries. I uh, my, my calf, I, that fight week, I think I... I dang there tore my calf off my left leg so i wasn't mobile at all. i couldn't be as mobile as i normally am and if you go back and watch the fight I'm, I'm an orthodox fighter yes i switch a lot but i'm an orthodox fighter and i was in softball the whole time just because i couldn't be in that orthodox stance i switched one i think one moment i switched and he kicked me right in the leg and i, I switched the back immediately of course uh you know you got to mask certain things sure but that was a bad one. And then in the back warming up for the fight, I sworn I, I tore my thumb off. It, it, I, I, I hurt my thumb, so I jammed my thumb so bad I had to go in the bathroom not to cry in front of the cameras that were in the back. you know. And, and I don't want these to sound like excuses, which is why I didn't say anything before. And, and I didn't pull out of the fight, but I had a lot of different things going on. And not to mention, this wasn't the easiest fight to, to get riled up for. I've earned a top-ranked guy, but they're not seeming to give me that fight. So motivation-wise, this wasn't the easiest one, but I still went through with it. I said, you know, screw it. I'm going to put all those aside, and I'm still going to go in there, and I'm still going to perform. A lesser guy would have went in there and probably lost the fight, as you've seen happen time and time again. And when that, oh, sorry, when that happens, when you're, when you're kind of masking an injury, like Paige Van Zandt, her right hand, I don't know if it's actually broken, but oh, I know she, oh, she did break, you know, they, they said she hurt it and she said she broke her arm. So for that whole, like, uh, the, it looked like the second and into the third round, she was not throwing the right, except for one time in like a combination because she was already in there. How worried are you or how long do you anticipate it taking before your opponent realizes, oh, they are, this is what's going on with them? Yeah, um, it, it's tough because you are worried, you, you, you. Because that's part of the fight is you're trying to read your opponent. You, you you know, throughout the course of the fight, you're throwing punches and kicks and things like that. You're trying to hurt them and you're trying to gauge what's happening. Is this affecting them? Is that not affecting them? Am I doing the right thing? And so, yeah, it's difficult to mask those things and hide it. He kicked me after he landed that one low kick. It hurt so bad, but I had to keep this straight face and I had to keep it subtle and make the subtle change and not let him even feel that that happened. And there was a moment, I watched the fight over there's a moment where he threw a kick and I blocked the kick and I wanted to counter with an elbow, but I stepped into his elbow, his spinning elbow. 
and it, and it, it rocked me momentarily, but I was still there. But I had to mask it and not let him know that anything is even going happening. But it, it's it's tough, but people can see you can you can see that I clearly wasn't myself in that fight. And and Matt, like you mentioned, the biggest the big I think the biggest reason why I'm getting backlash or any negative feedback from this is because. In my last three fights, people have grown accustomed to seeing me perform at a certain level to where they didn't see that this time. And so fans, that, that's what they're going to do. You're only as good as your last performance. Well, what I see happening now is, this is the thing, not too many people are familiar with Mech. And I think Mech's a stud. Yeah. I see what he did to Paul Harris. And uh, that Jordan Mean is no easy fight for anybody. He won that fight. So he only had one fight before you in the UFC. This is what's going to happen. He's going to come back, and he's going to beat the shit out of a lot of people. And then they're going to go, oh, fuck, man. Usman fought him when he was on that, when he was feeling like all fucked up in 30%. So listen, in the long run, this will work out for you, my friend. I'm telling you. Right now, you're in the middle of getting some shit because people took that the wrong way. And it's rough, man, because you get that, that little period of time where you got that victory. You want to use that mic the right way. And, and you are in a position where you want to, like, scream from a mountaintop. Like, look, I am, even though, first of all, you got the W versus a very, very skilled guy. But you want to scream, listen, man, I am, I'm even better than this. But, you know, but it just came out the wrong way. And like you said, you don't want to make excuses because everybody's battling something. But it is a rough position to be in. But still, man, you did come through and you should be proud of that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's, you know, you want to, you, and, and, and that was part of it is at that moment, of course, my emotions got the best of me to where I, I wanted to scream from the mountaintops that I, I fought this fight damn near at 30% health and didn't pull out of the fight where guys would have pulled out of the fight because it's a dangerous situation. I'm fighting a, a stud, unranked guy at the game. And he, he, he's here to prove that he's ready for the top 10 guys in the world. And I took that chance. Who's constantly taking these chances against tough unranked opponent i fought literally almost all the tough toughest unranked opponent where guys won't even take the chance to fight me and i'm in the top 10 i'm number 10 guys in the top 10 won't even take the chance to fight me but i'm taking these chances to fight all these guys that could completely derail and damage sure. everything that i've worked for but and so yeah at that moment i i, I was emotional to where the things came out wrong but that's that's what it is. That it is what it is. Uh, I'm gonna heal up these injuries, and I'm gonna come back to my 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 form and, and giving my true fans what they're accustomed to seeing from me, and that's domination from start to finish, whichever aspect of the fight it goes. Well, you were very dominant in this fight. I mean, like I said, no one can say that you weren't. You, you were tremendously dominant. You called out too, Colby Covington. Uh, why Colby? I call that Kobe because this is just, it's a, it's a fight. First of all, it's a fight that makes sense. It's a fight that the fans want to see. It, it, it's, it, it's the right fight to make. And on top of it, there's bad blood there. This is a guy that has been going on and on. And, and, and I never, you know, I've kept, always kept my eye on him. Sure. But this is a guy that's been going on and on and saying that I was ducking him when he was a nobody or this and that, which I still think he's a nobody. But <laughs> he's saying that, I was ducking him at this particular time, and this, and, and I, the fight was never offered to me. Never offered to me. Previously, now in the last few months, the fight was offered to me several times, 
as I mentioned, we were supposed to be the main event for this. And then he, since he turned it down, the Mac had to step up and take the fight. And, and then I had certain things, sickness and injuries and all of that things fell in, in, into place. But, you know, he continues to duck the fight because he's, and I understand on his part, he figures, oh, well, I'm so close to the title. Why would I fight a guy I know I'm going to lose to and derail everything? And so he, he, he's trying to play that role all the while trying to keep blinders on the fans that I'm not scared of him. I, I, I don't want to fight him because he's not ranked high enough. It's the fight to make. Personally, I thought, okay, if, if we have bad blood. Who wouldn't want to see that us coach tough together? Yeah, that would be right great. Out. Yeah, I love good right bad out. blood grudge match. Yeah, let it let us coach tough. If not, throw us on a card somewhere and let me beat him up once and for all. I'm gonna go get these injuries healed. I'm gonna be back and let me beat him up once and for all. And and, and I leading up to this fight, I mentioned a little bit how crazy of a path I've been through in life to where we are so intertwined. It's such a small world that we've crossed paths so many times, me and Covington, to where I believe this is just fate. It is fate for me to go in there and beat this guy up, and it's going to happen. Not to mention, Usman was a, a black zillion. Ain't that right? Yes. Right, you know yes. what I mean? Black, a black zillion. And, not, not, and I, was, I was good friends with John Jones when we were in college. Oh. And I visited him at one, one, my freshman year, freshman year, I went to spend fall break with John. Okay. And in his in his place, I stayed in his place, and it just so happened to be the same place Kobe Covington stayed at. The next year, he went to school there with John Jones. How how crazy is that? And on that trip that I was visiting John Jones was the first time I ever saw a mixed martial arts fight. Oh, really? Look at that! First time ever. Who was so fighting? It, Were they it, unknowns? I no, it was uh, it was uh, I know it was Randy Couture and, and someone, but this was like two thousand and five or two thousand and six, yeah. I believe. That's so, probably all that code. Yeah, <laughs> it was Randy. It was Randy versus someone, but it, you know, it, it's just you know things that fell fell into place, and, and we're at the point where I believe it's time for us. It's for us to do it. If not, I know he's going to do everything in his power to try to duck the fight. He's been doing that. I expect nothing less of him. <laughs> and what do you think uh, coming up to you? you uh, you're close with uh, Volkan Uzdemir fighting Cormier for the light heavyweight uh, championship. What do you think of that? Man, that, that's that's a that's a that's a good fight. It's a good one because uh, obviously Volkan is tearing through, tore through that division in yeah. less than eight months. And, and and DC, you can't take anything away from DC. DC is that guy. He he is that dude that that will. He said he will win against all odds, but you can't count Vulcan out here. One of the biggest things that I admire about Vulcan going to this camp, because I went to the camp with him, is his willingness to put himself in bad position. And there's, a, there's a lot of fighters that they get to the point where they're, they're so high up, their ego's so big, to where they don't want to admit that they're weak in certain aspects or work out of that aspect. They don't, they don't want to admit that. They don't want to work there. But Vulcan was willing to go there, willing to spend that time there. So you can't count him out in this fight. And he's got dynamite in his hands, as you guys know. So yes. this is an intriguing fight. I cannot wait to watch that fight. And it's also interesting, too, because Cormier can take, like, you know, Jones put him out with that kick to the head. 
But Cormier can take a punch, too. He's one of the only guys that was able to survive taking uh, Rumble Johnson's punches. So he can absolutely take a shot. And Uzdemir can yeah. certainly throw one. See, I'm looking forward to that very much. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an intriguing fight, and I can't wait to see that. All right, buddy. Well, appreciate the call, and congratulations on the win. And thanks for clarifying those those comments. It makes a lot more sense now the way you're saying it. So uh, hopefully you'll get that fight with Covington, because that's an exciting fight. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, bro. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And also, um, interesting, uh, you know, that makes much more sense what he's saying, why a guy would say that. And I've been saying for a while, people should be talking more about this guy, man. Usman's he's going through people, man. Yeah. And I I, I, I didn't didn't take it that way either. I kind of, I, I mean, I, I know that he said it maybe not the right way, but I, I assume that's what he meant that he he had some kind of injury. I take it. However, Dana took it. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. (laughs) So no, no, you know, it's also, I think wrestlers get a little bit less love because they win a lot of decisions and a lot of their time is spent on the ground. And and I, and I think with those guys, even like just pure jujitsu guys, you know how people like to see knockouts. So the knockout guys are the ones that get most of the, the praise or the press as opposed to uh, the guys that are kind of just grinding it out on the floor. I, I agree, Jimmy. I'm not I saying do. it's right. I'm just saying that just seems to be to answer yeah. the question. Let's, uh, let's, we got to mix things up. A little we bit. also didn't talk about uh, the wins and losses. We gonna... No, we will. We'll go over our picks, but can I actually point out one thing on the, sure. on what about news? the mist? <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Just hold on with him. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, Christopher. Uh, I'm about, to release, I'm about, to, to, I'm about to release a little. <laughs> I know. I, I see you squirming. Because um, we what? were talking about oh, Vulcan Uzdemir in D.C. Yes. Yeah. Vulcan posted, I don't know if you guys saw this. It's so funny. Vulcan posted a tweet uh, or an Instagram post of like a side-by-side image of when he knocked out Jimmy Manawa. Yes. And he's walking away on at USC 214. And then Jones knocking out Cormier, and it's almost the same picture he posted, right? I'll show you the picture. Oh, show me that. This is this is it. This is interesting. So it's like this is Vulcan walking away from Manawa on the ground, and Jones walking away from DC. Uh, Okay, so he posts that. Oh, Cormier takes it. Say, hold on. Oh, okay. Savage. Vulcan posted that, and he put throwback Thursday UFC 214 no time. So he that that was all he put. Cormier screenshots that. I see that. And this is and he posts it to Twitter himself, and this is what Cormier put under, which I thought it's hilarious. DC's so funny. He goes, Savage post Vulcan Uzdemir, but since no one knows or follows you, I'll send it out to the public. <laughs> Three thousand likes or such a good post seems like a waste. Quick point though, you're no John Jones, and I'm no Jimmy Manoa, and I'm a lot better than Kelly Amundsen. Hashtag tap machine, hashtag bum. Hashtag <laughs> UFC two Good for Cormier. So yeah, funny. Was, yeah, I mean, you could post a picture of anybody walking away from anybody. Exactly. Yeah. That's every woman walking thought- away from me. I thought you were going to post something of like the same head kick or something. No, nah, it's just, it's just uh, they're both walking away from somebody uh, they uh, on the floor. I do like, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, he is a witty. He's witty. He doesn't get enough credit, Cormier. He wa- like, that's he's why great. him and Jones are so good in those build-up oh, yeah, fights because yeah, they really go back and forth. No, no, he's good. He's really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I do love uh, Cormier, and I do think he's underrated because, again, He's a guy with great fundamentals, and he was not a shit talker. And a lot of times those guys with the wrestling backgrounds don't get... I, I think that they don't have the the, the, the flair in the, that a lot of people like when they say, this is the guy we want right. to watch. But Cormier is a fucking beast, man. And he's only lost once or twice, depending on how you look at that last Jones right. fight. Well, and also, it's funny. like You say that, which is true, I think. But then you look at Khabib, who just complete... That's what he's doing. He's just out-wrestling he, people. He is, but don't forget, he's, he's a known guy. He's a known guy, but only until very recently. He's 24 and 0. Right. He should have been known by everybody a lot sooner than 22 and 0 or 21 and 0. You know, people right. knew him even who watch fights. 
But he's not one of those names that rose above the sport until very, very recently. Yeah, he had some mishaps, though, man, in times where it could have been that much bigger. Sure. That, that, uh, the, the, the debacle with uh, the weight thing oh, with Ferguson. Sure. I mean, you know, there was another one, too, right? Did he miss weight or something? Or? Um, I think I, I can I... double check. I think there was a time when he he missed weight. The Ferguson one, he just didn't even weigh in. Oh. So, yeah, I think so. All right. I mean, listen, man, I watch that guy fight all day long fucking kimura machine <sighs> yeah you know what i mean that should be your name no kimura machine it's kimura savage it. nah. oh, yeah it was against abel trujillo he missed wait uh leland on instagram suggested kimura commander Ugh. oh wait wait what did he say kimura commander oh. yeah, thank you thank you find another podcast find another fucking podcast I'm sorry. No, I'm only kidding. Liam. Liam, was it? Leland. Leland. Uh, listen, man, I, I appreciate that anyway. Matt's all emotional. He's misting up. Let's do my movie minute. All right, hold on. Yeah. And then and then are we going to do... Just, oh, yes, no, no, but let's, not, let's make a deal. Right. Let's just do the goddamn thing. All right, I'm, you ready? I'm, I'm telling you... He's getting too ballsy. Let's do this. Thing. By the way, this Dana. I'm okay. Dana, then we'll do whatever. I can't stay mad at you, Christopher. Dana texted me recently and he said, Your segues are king. Oh, I like absolutely. the way you did that because you were saying I made that, that up. I, got, I haven't heard from that. Dana in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recognize his number if it came on my, on my ID. <laughs> What the fuck is this movie minute? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we were Ready? talking. All right, here we That's go. That's true. I'm just. Yeah. All right. Yes, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, we're going to do a throwback today. Okay. It's going to be fun. Sure. I believe it came out in 2007. Christopher Dewey's going to Google that yeah. if he wants to. Frank uh, Dor- Dor- Dorman or Doshman, his name is, the guy who uh, directed that? It's got Thomas Jane in it, the guy who was the Punisher in the movie that did, oh, wasn't that yeah. good. But He was in uh, Boogie Nights, too, Thomas Jane. Was he? I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah he's, he's great, great He's fucking great. Now, first of all, he's a great actor. In everything. And uh, it's called The Mist, okay? Yeah. I believe it came out in 2007. Yeah, based on a Stephen uh, King book. S- s- ba- Almost as important as 2007 being the year I got the title and biggest upset ever. But that's not, not has point. anything to do with the story. Nothing. Nothing. Just that it came out the same year that I shocked the world. That's right. But, okay, back to the movie. That's why I picked this movie. It I came know. Out this. I just want to give Absolutely. myself a praise. No, but listen. So this movie, it, it's a Stephen King. It's based on a Stephen King novel. Now, I'm not a big fan. Even though I do love The Shining. This I can't say I'm not a big fan, but... Uh, a lot of some of his the the, the adapt um, adaptations of his books yes yeah. <laughs> to screen is not I, I don't it loses me agreed somewhere. some of them do yes this one and you seen it Jimmy I have the movie yeah oh, now we could do spoilers this is so long ago yeah but now now I watched they this turn movie. a fan on they wipe the it, whole thing it, off listen oh. it and it started when the the, the, the mist starts coming down and and then they're in the supermarket because there was a big storm the night before. They're not there, the local supermarket, right? And and also this guy, oh, someone got Thomas Lee from the in the mind, this fog. <laughs> the guy's just yelling and screaming. And his name wasn't Thomas Lee. That's a fucking but something Johnny Johnny Jones, it's not John Jones. So a name. <laughs> Give me a name that's just a generic name. Like um, Jerry Pete, Pete Burns. Francois. <laughs> Pete Burns, the lemon. Jerry Francois. But they got him in the mist. So he runs and ah, there's nothing in the mist. The guy's gonna go to his car. He's not screaming. But anyway, it was so well done. I fucking really enjoyed this movie, Jimmy. I did until the ending. The ending, they almost get out. But well, before I get to that, though, yeah. hold on. There's something that I noticed in this movie that if people seen this movie, like yourself, 
That that you'll you'll I don't know if you see it. You, that the monster was probably nineteen dollars to create. It was Why awful. Would you say that? Why would you <laughs> fucking say? horrible. What are you talking about? The There's several monsters. Fake ass tentacles. It's like oh. an Ed Wood production. Uh, listen to me. I don't audience out there. Friends of the show, don't don't listen to. They Jimmy. agree. Don't don't listen. They're Jimmy, all nodding. Jimmy hates everything. No, I like the movie a lot. I just didn't like the. I thought the CG, the monster was terrible. Right. Well, yeah, and you know it was. That's what I. No, I do not. Go on I, now. I, but I like about the I, a lot of different. I like the characters. I like that re, the, the religious chick that's that's stirring them up, and she's 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 getting everybody um, uh, drinking the Kool Aid. Taking a line from Thomas Jane in that, like she started getting everybody paranoid that that this thing sent from uh, God to wipe us all out. These monsters in the mist. But anyway, there's some stars in it uh, from The Walking Dead, and I never noticed that before because at the time it was. I don't around. remember. Sure. So now there's a part in this when it first hit the store, and this, and I remember the scene, and I and it just came to me when I watched the thing the other day. It's Carol. Carol, who's the badass? The chick that used to get up, beat up by her husband. Now she's a badass. Uh, it's Carol, show. whose character I am so fucking sick of <laughs> on that show. Carol on the Walking oh, Dead. Oh, stop disappearing! I want to go live alone. You know what's funny? Will you I, Huck Finn, I, cut it out. <laughs> 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 Hold on, Jimmy. I'm lightheaded. Oh fuck, <laughs> Jim. That was fucking good, Jimmy. Hold on. I'm still not bad. I'm still not normal yet, Jimmy. <laughs> Where was I? To like Carol. You can't fuck me up Car- like I'm, I'm right with you, buddy. Carol. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Carol. All right. So Carol goes, I got to get, I have to leave. Somebody, please walk me home. I left my eight year old to watch my other kid. She and- plays woman with kids at home. That's her character. The there movie. you go. That's it. <laughs> so she's like, somebody, will somebody see a lady home? She goes, even Thomas Jane could, what about you? And he's like, listen, I have my own my own kid here. He had his kid in the, the store with him, you know? So, so she left. And now you're thinking, she went by herself. Nobody would have walked her. She, she walks out into the mist. You think she's fucking done. She's done. You don't see her for the rest of the movie. That, that's not true, though. Do you, did you guys see this movie? I, I did. It was a while did, ago. You know, yeah. So you don't know I don't remember, buddy. So if you don't remember it, then it's then... Oh, then... yes, yes. She went into porn. She did mist porn. Oh, God. I, I, would I don't remember. It. I would watch that. <laughs> but listen, no. At the very end, after... Uh, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers on the mist that came out ah. a decade ago. Or... Uh, <laughs> The guy, you know, they ran out of gas when they tried to make a run for it. There was there was five of them with only four bullets. And he goes, look, I'm not going to let these monsters eat my fucking sure. kid. So the kid was sleeping. But what sucks is the kid was actually waking up when he sees the father fucking pointing the gun at him. But anyway, he shoots the two old people in the back. The cute chick who, who survived there with him, who she was in Walking Dead also. She was uh, the blonde. Forgot, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, she, she was, uh, she got, so he shot them all. Wait, old people. Didn't he shoot the kids and his wife? He shot the kid? It yeah. wasn't his wife. It was the chick that was in there with him that, whatever. His wife died in, in his house, but that's a whole other thing. He killed the he killed the, the kid, the chick, uh, and then the two old people in the back. So then he gets out. He's just like, fuck this. You know, he's like, come get me. Come get me. He heard something coming. Yes, it, but it wasn't the monsters, no. Jimmy. The mist. If he, he would have just. the military. If he would have hesitated and. And, and said, no, I can't kill them. I can't kill these people. Let's they would just, have been rescued. They would have been rescued within a matter of fucking five minutes. I love that. That's because that is Why the way it was. Why do you love that, because, that negative ending? No, 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 no. Because that's the way it was in the book. So it was they, so they, depressing. Yeah, it was. But I mean, it was. He could have just, if he just waited, it would have been such a great movie. If he would have been like, no, I'm not going to shoot. Yeah, I you agree. Know? Yeah, wait till you see the monster next time. That's like, what do you No, think? but listen. And then you see the, 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 the so that's what you remember. And you're sure. so horrified by that. That you don't realize that Carol is in the truck driven 
by the military people with her kids. I don't remember that. Okay. They all it's it's true. I seen it. I go what? I go wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Because back then you're just thinking, oh, it's a girl that's killed in the mist. So you don't really look at it too much. Sure. Now you know where's Carol. She's in that fucking, how did she get, th- she was a ninja back then. She probably just got lucky. Huh? And walked through and didn't see any mist. How did they, but how did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. How did the it's mist happen? It's a great mystery of the mist that Carol got to the end. And just uh, on, on a related topic, I am watching, I just got, I watched the first episode and uh, I want to see where it goes, but I'm, I'm I'm kind of into it. I'm watching it on Netflix. It's the Miss TV series. Okay, I'll watch that. I, I'm starting to get into it a little bit. I, I, it's it's cool, but I want to see is the whole thing going to be in the fucking mist? I and guess kinda, so. I mean, you know what I mean? Is there any big monsters so far? Well, those people getting taken out. It's All pretty right. cool. One girl was a real bitch. She got taken out. Well, Stephen King is such a genius. He really is an underrated genius to have come up. Underrated? People praise him. They do, but I mean his brilliance. A lot of people don't think he's a great writer because he writes horror, but he is an amazing writer. He's an amazingly good writer. I know he's such a big seller, but in the art communities and writing communities, they don't give him the respect he deserves. Did he do Stand By Me? He did Stand By Me. He did The Mist. He did Carrie. He did The Shining. He did It. He did a movie called, uh, he did something called Trucks, which became Maximum Overdrive. He did The Running Man. He did Thinner. Yeah. Uh, he has done... And he did Mac, he, the fucking Christine, the car. He did uh, Cujo about the fucking dog. Hey, hey, oh, he that motherfucker. Calm down, calm down. He did I'm the, sorry. The Stand yeah. are all ones that were adapted. I mean, yeah. the guy is just misery. All right. He's a fucking machine. Dolores Claiborne. You Claiborne. know your Stephen King movies. Do you understand the guy's on machine? I understand. Gerald's Game. Could you stop? I can't. <laughs> I love you, it. It's almost like Tourette's with the Stephen it's King It's fun shit. to do. Love it. Anyway, yeah, listen. So the mist, I would watch it. I would, I recommend it. Uh, I, I loved. I, I. It was one of those where whenever it's on, I could always kind of watch it. But the ending does kill you, though. Yeah, it does fucking. It just is like, oh, it's kind of depressing. It's rough. Very depressing. But I am happy, happy for Carol that she got through that fucking. If I was in that supermarket. I would have walked the back in that mist. You would have. I, I would have done it, Jimmy. You're Kimura chap. I would have. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. <laughs> you know what's funny? One of the guys on the uh, who plays with me, uh, one of the guys that's a, 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 a an avid listener to the show. Sure. He, uh, he he gave me a message last night. The Genova Seven. He goes, "We just shot each other in the standout." So I was playing versus the guy. I didn't even know he was in there. That's the game where it's like Hunger Games, where you jump out of the plane. Yeah. Dude, I've been up. Listen, thank God for that game, Jimmy. Do you know why? Why? Because I listen. My mother-in-law, she's great. But she was over last night, so kids go to bed. I usually watch TV with my wife. So they, so my mother's over, so they got to watch. You know what they're watching? Bad moms. So I'm like, all right, now I'm going to be the, you know, and it's a chick flick. It's not a bill. Listen, I've seen it. It's yeah. getting a couple chuckles. But I don't, don't, don't put me in there to watch bad moms. And I don't, of course I, not. I don't feel like doing that again. So know what I do? What? I go into my own world. And watch The Mist. No. Jimmy. Oh, you play videos. Yes. <laughs> I put my headset on them right now. So I'm in one with them. I'm in the next room. I'm like, like in the part of the other side of the room. But I got my shit on, swinging in the Zoned air like a, a fucking moron. I'm going to watch The Mist just so Matt and I can talk about it. If it's on Netflix, <laughs> yeah. I'll watch the series so we oh. can discuss it. And we'll, I'll give my opinion yeah, too. You Thank you, Jimmy. And I'm not watching it with my wife. I don't. I hope I don't catch shit. Because no, sometimes no. like, you're watching it without I me. I know, I know. I'm like, what are they going to... Like, Honey, I didn't think you'd like it. Well, it's like one of those things. It's like you watch uh, the, the, the the Teen Wolf. Not yeah. you, Jimmy. She no. watches Teen Wolf. And I don't like that American Horror Story. Everybody loves that thing. It's okay. I don't like the gore. All right. I don't like the gore, Jimmy. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, we have we to talk- wrap up with, with what we talked about last yes. week, though, we, with our picks, because I know I won again. Oh, we didn't even go over that yet. No. Did we, did we, no, you didn't. Did you win? 
We're gonna guessing. go over. I'm so good. Oh, look, look, he's all I'm not gonna go spoil over. it. I yeah. almost forgot about. It. Can we get, get yeah, into this? Enough of my it. stupid movie stuff. Our pal, uh, by the way, that. Uriah Hall did not fight. He missed weight. He had to go to the hospital. Dana said he doesn't think he takes his training seriously. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I love Uriah Hall, so hopefully he's okay. Yeah. But we, we, uh, his fight uh, will not count. So we're only gonna have uh, th- uh, four fights. We didn't pick Elkins or Michael Johnson. I felt bad for Michael Johnson. No, we Johnson. picked Elkins. Yeah, he's saying we did. We did pick that. Uh, oh. We did pick that fight. Oh, I yes. did not remember that. Yeah, it worked out. Well, I didn't let's, pick let's, 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 Can we dive, delve into this? Yeah, Go on now. Sure. Uh, so, Jim, you had Michael Johnson by decision. Yes, I did. Which was not the no, case. No, it was not obviously. the case. Uh, I had Darren Elkins by a decision. So I got oh. a point for Darren Elkins winning. Know, what did I get with and this? And then Matt Sarah, who texted me <laughs> right after the fight, yes. and he was like, did I have it in the second or third round? He had Darren Elkins by a rear naked choke in the third round. Oh, oh, that's a great, that's a good pick. It's Very good pick. Yeah. I was off by a minute or two. Yeah. Boy, Very so nice. Matt so Matt that got one. that. Matt got two points. Thank, okay. thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, we all had Kamaru Usman. Me and Matt had Kamaru by decision. Jim, you had him by second round submission. But... You get one point. We get three points for that, actually. Thank you. Why three? Uh, because we got the round and the method right. and the fighter. Okay. Uh, Paige Van Zant. We all had Paige Van Zant in different uh, ways. Matt had Paige by first round submission. Jim had her by second round submission. I thought it was going to be a decision. And Jesse Rose Clark can obviously. I, can won I ask you something about that now? Sure. I really was impressed with 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 uh with with Clark's ground game. Oh yeah. I I is she. Isn't she? I thought she, for some reason, I, I, I thought she was more of a, of, of, of she spent more time on her feet. Yeah, no, I mean, she's, she's known as like a boxing, kickboxing, right? yeah. So that's, so that was a pleasant surprise when right. I seen her. And, and listen, I've seen the picture of uh, Paige's arm. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. Put the, it up there for Jimmy. The x ray. Oh, well, you'll have a lot more respect for her after this. Well, I respected her anyway for fighting, Dude, holding see, that right hand up like you that. You see I, the, the forearm, like, broke. Uh, I, well, let me see what I'm looking at. I, Look at it. Look at that. Look at the left part of that. Wow. Yeah. It, it broke on a spinning back fist. It just the, snapped around the head. Oh. Yeah. That's the picture right there to the right. See? And picture. she fought two more rounds like that. What a fucking savage. No, no. She's tough, man. Holy shit. Yeah, she really is. I mean, tough is... I mean, that's... That some uh, Man, you're literally one-armed fighter. And I, when she said it was hurt between rounds, I, I didn't think it was that. Holy shit, Yeah, Jimmy. that was terrible. Yeah, it's so a legit fracture. So not for nothing... Even though you got to give re- big respect to Clark, you know, because that is a that was a great win. Yes. She showed a great, um, a great, a great um, technique, okay. well-rounded technique, especially off a back. I loved but, it. But Paige, I don't think anyone can say anything bad about that. It's she like, fought yeah, two no. rounds with a broken. In, in other words, like you Incredible. can't really say her her stock goes down too not, much. Not even a little. Who's who's it goes who's up fighting like that? It goes up. Yeah, goes up. Well, and, and say this about Jessica Rose Clark too. She three days before the fight had her house broken into in Vegas. They the they stole like thirty grand worth of her stuff. Didn't they kill they her cat? Ki- they kicked her cat who ended up having to be put, put down. To that's sleep. right. Yeah, so she what went a piece through. of shit kicks the cat. Yeah, it's terrible. That's a. That, that's, Did they get the guys? No, not yet. That, that, that's more Just, depressing than the mystery. I know. <laughs> uh, and what about uh, Jeremy Stevens? I, I think I had him with a TKO in the second. You you had him by a fourth round knockout, so you get two points for that. Uh, but you, you had Jeremy do- Stevens, and we had Duho Choi. Okay, cool. So I won that uh, day. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. No, we, no. Uh, I, think, I think Matt Sarah won the day. He had five out of a 12 possible points. I had four out of 12. Jimmy, you had Oh, wait, no, the wrong. <laughs> There you go. Oh, everybody, it's not, not We do this game often. They can rebound. I'm sure they can rebound. Absolutely. I'm sure they can fucking rebound. Hey, look, the bottom line is I'm happy for Matt. 
Jesus, my friend. <laughs> thank you, Jimmy. All right. Well, thank you to Kamara Usman for calling in. Thank you to Jeremy Stevens. Uh, both both really great victories. And we're going to talk about the fights. Oh, listen, next episode we can talk yes. about the upcoming fights. But really quick, where are they? We're not going to talk about them now, Jimmy. I know you have to go potty. Oh, I don't have. I didn't print them out. <laughs> you, you, what, what, what didn't you do? <laughs> well, I have it for next episode because we're yeah. going to talk about we have, Here you go. We have DC and Stipe Miocic calling in uh, on Thursday. And also for the UFC 3 video game that's coming out, we have the creative <gasps> director calling in to talk about the game. So, awesome. I think I'm in that game, you but are. you can't play me. I think I'm just kind of like a coaching guy. All right. That's fine. Coach an Oracle time. You do. All right, Jimmy. Listen, I always have a good time with you. Are we leaving at the same time today? We are. Let's take the train. Let's take Makes the me train, train Jimmy. Bye, Chris, the producer. See you guys. See you guys Thursday. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.